0: You know, most of the time we try to keep our talks more focused on a positive expression, right? Well, this time I'm going to make it negative. <laughs> we yeah, got to keep a balance, right? So we have the to-do list and we have the to-don't list. <laughs> don't do this, don't do that. And the main don't to put on the top of the list is don't let anything... Get in the way of God. That should be somewhere at the top. You know, we hear Jim often say, God first and God only. Well, the negative expression of that is, don't let anything become first over God or foremost before God. Don't let anything be before God. Let it all be about God. Oh, I'm, that's more positive. Let me stay in the negative. <laughs> So just don't do that. So since we're in a negative expression of the do's and do nots, put this on the do not list. You keep a balance between the two since we have the positive and negative polarity here. And a lot of this world is often about balance. So let's balance the negative side. So don't be hateful. Don't be judgmental. Don't be at odds with yourself or others. Don't be against yourself. Don't allow yourself guilt or shame or embarrassment. Don't be the one that lets anything stand between you and God. Just don't be that way. And when you are that way, stop it. Just cut it out. Because you don't have to do that. It's not that you don't have a choice here. Sometimes you feel like you don't have a choice because it's being done to you, or it feels that way, but is it really being done to you even when it looks like somebody's doing something to you? Well, yes, something may be being done to you, but you still are the one who has your process or your response or reaction to what is being done to you. And that's the part you're doing. So what do you do with that? Do you let the outer stop you? Do you let your own inner stop you? So if you're in reaction and blame and judgment, fear, guilt, shame, whatever it is, you're allowing that to now stand between you and God. Don't do that. It's just in the doing of that that shuts down that place within us that lives in an awareness or experience of loving. That's all that is. It's often called attitude or our approach. That's the thing that either opens us up or shuts us down to that experience of loving or to the experience of everything else. It's what we do inside of ourselves. It's where we place our attention or we don't place our attention that gives us the experience of wherever we're focusing. It's as simple as that. And I'm not denying at all that it can be very challenging at times to do what I'm speaking of, especially when something's really in your face that's very painful or hurtful, where you do want to shut down because you think you need to to protect yourself. So you shut down, if anything, in survival mode or self-preservation. Unfortunately, even when it is for survival and self-preservation, we're also shutting down to the flow of the divine. So is that really survival or self-preservation? Maybe it is for the body, but it ain't for the soul. So don't do that. What is that letting you know? It's letting you know that your choice in that moment is more for the body consciousness rather than your soul. That's a great awareness. But then what do you do with that awareness? Do you judge yourself or don't you? It's what you do with that now. That's what makes a difference. We are free and empowered all the time. We always have been. It's the same thing where Jim says, one day you wake up and realize you never left the heart of God. It's just the belief or the illusion that we did. And so we think something's been done to us, and we have been disempowered or given our power away in some way. Because, I mean, look, how much do we talk about and here out there about taking our power back, standing up in our truth? Well, what the hell were you doing before? You already were standing in your truth. You already were standing in your power. All you did was express that through an illusion. You gave that illusion life. That's all you did. You didn't give your power away. You gave your power to an expression so you could give it animation and go, wow, look at that. I'm a good movie producer. Look what I created. And sooner or later, you'll get bored of it or sick of it or whatever. And guess what? It's as simple as beginning to focus our attention somewhere else. Just changing course, making a different choice. Well, I'm going to do this now rather than that. But just like anything we give life to, it has a birth and a death process. We had to give it life bring it into creation or birthing it into experience by giving it our energy. And then there's a dying process that these expressions or creations we given go through as we now refocus our energy or life force into other things. Right there, I just described this path the sun and light. Just described it. Oh, better download this one off the... Internet, if you want to remember what I just said, because I ain't going to repeat it, except every single time we talk. That's all we're doing. Just like this body, it is born into this world, it grows up as we give it life, and then at some point that life starts to, what, Where's it go? Well, the body definitely starts to, as we call it, age or move towards death, and eventually the body does die. But where does that life go that gave that body Expression, animation. All it's doing is refocusing somewhere else. That life, the spirit of who we are, that gives animation and expression to all of creation does not stop existing. It simply continues moving into what's next. What are we creating next? This physical creation and this life we give to this body is very little compared to all that we really give life to. So it's the same process regardless. Whatever the belief system or fantasy or imagination we've created in ourselves that we give expression to, whether it's physically or imaginatively or emotionally or mentally or even unconsciously, it's the same thing just like this body. It has a process of birthing, of growing, of descending or declining and dying. There's a natural life cycle that goes on. So just like we have with the body, is this the same type of thing that goes on with these other levels of our consciousness that we have created to have the experience. And that as we move out of that experience, because we have learned or fulfilled what that is for us, it then begins to die off, just like the body. So there's a process. So what am I saying here? I know most of us on this process of sound and light or this path to sound and light are looking for soul liberation. And what do most of us focus on? But The very thing we want to get rid of rather than where we want to go, right? So instead of going to God, we focus on getting rid of our karma. Get what you focus on. Okay, keep focusing on that karma or the negative or what you don't want so you get more of what you don't want. That's how it works. But if you understand... There's a life process here to realize, oh my gosh, it's okay. In other words, when we think or want or are disappointed because it doesn't happen the way we expect it to or wanted to of our karmas being done instantly and right away because now we're focusing on God and then when we bring our focus back to the world and that karma is still there and we don't like it, we get all upset and disappointed and frustrated. Why is it taking so long? And then we find ourselves feeling like, We want to give up. You can see why people kill themselves, right? Literally. Say that as a joke, but for the truth as well, because it happens. If you can understand that there is a life cycle to these other karmas, just like the body, maybe you can begin to approach it a little more patiently, gently, with greater acceptance and loving. Just like you have somebody in your life that you really love, the way you approach them. We talk about, well, taking that towards yourself and approaching yourself that way. Yes, do that. But also do that towards all of your karmas or life lessons or the things that you're trying to get rid of because you don't like them. Realize they have a life. Fortunately or unfortunately, when you try to kill them, You realize, oh my God, you can't kill them because they have their own life. And and what do you do? What do you do? Well, usually you get disappointed and frustrated enough that you just throw your hands up and give up, right? Where you feel hopeless, right? Yeah, that's right, you give up. That's forgiveness. You give it up. That's it. Unfortunately... We don't like the process because we do get frustrated, disappointed, upset about the whole thing. That's what finally gets us to the point of giving up. What is funny when we finally get to that point of giving up is where we do and then we do get the freedom. Oh, that's too positive. When you don't give up, then you don't get the freedom. You don't get the peace and the love and the joy that you're seeking after. But did you realize that if you're hearing what we're saying, that it's all an illusion anyway, that you could have that right now or at any time when you're even going through this process where the karmas do have a life and you're frustrated and you're trying to kill it or get rid of it or get free of it? Did you realize you could have that peace and joy and loving right while it's going on and still has life? That's what I was talking about earlier. One day you'll wake up and realize you never left the heart of God. One day you'll realize you never gave your power away because you never could. You are the power that you think you're giving away. And all it is is your soul giving life and expression to your creations. You didn't give your power away. You just simply expressed yourself. But most of us don't realize that greater level of expression of the soul's creativity. We look at expression as the things we do with our hands, with our words, with our physical actions. So we need to lift that perception up another notch or two or three or four or five or whatever level you find yourself on. Just lift it up. And that's all we're doing here. So the more we can lift it up to that true expression of the soul's loving and creativity, well, from that perspective, guess what? The soul loves even the negativity. And why would it not? Because the soul was made in the likeness of God. And guess what? God created the devil. God created that negative illusionary reflection. And God loves all of God's creation and the soul made in the likeness of God. Why would we then not love our creation, whether we call it negative or evil? Do you see where I'm going with this now? Well, yeah, we get back to the usual thing. Love it all, accept it all, and forgive those things you can't love and accept. And when you forgive them, you just let go of that attitude that is blocking your awareness of the truth. And when you let go of that, you're going to be in the loving and in the acceptance. Because that's what loving does it accepts all of its creation, all of it. No matter how big or small, it just doesn't matter. Every single little atom, every aspect. In truth, the soul is always doing that because the soul cannot do anything other than that. We have simply lost sight of that by choosing to believe into this illusion and have given it power. Again, we didn't give our power away. We simply gave it power to have experience. Well, let's go see what it's like to forget the truth of who we are. Yeah, hey, Lucifer, what's up? Let's play. Let's go feel pain and separation and darkness. Hey, it's a game of hide and seek. Let's see if we can find our way out of the darkness. It's a game. Aren't games supposed to be fun? Are you having fun yet? All I'm getting is a bunch of straight-faced looks. So. A <laughs> couple little grins. A couple people nodding off. Are we having fun yet? Don't have fun. No, do have fun. Don't not have fun. (laughs) It's as simple as shifting our attitude. I was going to say a perception, but sometimes we need to shift our attitude in order to get a new perception because it's the very thing blocking that higher perception or awareness to have a greater understanding and knowing. So really, all of this is about moving to that higher perspective, because when we have that higher perspective, we are more aware and see the greater truth of the divine that we are and the illusion that this world is. And that's all we need. Simple awareness is often curative. I think I've heard that stated before. That's often it. Because once you wake up and realize the illusion, well, the problem's solved. The dis-ease is cured. And even if you come back to the body and there's the dis-ease, well, I thought it was cured. I had a spiritual healing. Well, you did on that level, but now it's down here. Now you just got to live the greater truth you know inside and let the body now just unfold because guess what? As I said earlier, the body and the karmas have their process of birthing, growing, living, dying. But you can have the freedom of the understanding and knowing, the loving and the peace and the joy while that's going on. You don't have to get rid of it in order to really wake up and know the fullness of the truth of who you are. That's the big game here. Most people think they have to die to know that. You don't. God, I hope when I die I go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? I'm probably going to hell, but man, I hope it's going to heaven. That's what everybody's pretty much running. Or the atheist going, where the hell am I going to (laughs) go? Do I just don't exist? If I exist now, that doesn't make sense. What? Where did I come from then? Damn, that is confusing. (laughs) But all is. Stop worrying about the past and wishing about the future. Do it now. Go for it now. You don't have to wait. One of the teachings that has always been taught on this pathway of sound and light is to wake up and know that you are divine before you leave this body. Because if you leave this body before you know that, you may still be stuck with that unknowing when you do leave this body. To wake up to it now. And don't be scared now from hearing me say that, that, oh my God, if I don't wake up to it now, when I die, then what? Oh my God, I'm going to hell. I'm already there. Well, remember, it's a game. Find your way out of the darkness. It's a maze. Hide and seek. Well, the light's easy to find because all you got to do is keep looking around the darkness and when you see the light, you can't miss it. Hide and seek. Keep looking. Seek. It's that easy. Because the cool thing is, as simple as this meditation, when we say, direct your attention and focus to the seat of the soul, because that's where the inner light of your own soul resides. And guess what? That is true on every single realm of God's creation. It doesn't matter how dark the realm is you're in or how light it is. You still focus in the same exact place in your consciousness or beingness wherever you are, no matter what you're going through. And it is exactly the same. So anytime you find yourself in the darkness, just like we do in meditation, like we just did here, you do the same exact thing. And you will find your way out of the darkness. The darkness is an illusion anyway. That's the big game. But you're kind of learning how it's wired or how to play it. But that's what we do here in these gatherings is give you some of the keys or the tricks of the trade so that as you practice them, you find yourself now waking up and not only knowing the game, but knowing the greater truth from which the game has come out of. I've been in the pit of hell. I've been in total darkness. I know what it's like. And oh my God, every time I find myself there, there I am. I'm aware of myself you can never truly, fully lose consciousness at all because you are consciousness. You are consciousness. So how can you lose that? You cannot lose yourself. That's another big illusion here. And the fear of separation or the pain of it or the illusion of it. You're always aware at some level, in some way, of yourself, if not other things, but at least yourself. If when you find yourself in total darkness, because you will at some point in your experience, you'll still be aware of yourself and all the total darkness. So you're aware of more than yourself. Well, here I am in total darkness. I know that. Well, that's a level of knowing of self and of the darkness. And that's all you need. So you just keep focusing in to yourself, to the seat of the soul And eventually that light begins to open up. You don't even go anywhere. You're just right there. Just like here in meditation. We didn't go anywhere. We're just sitting right here focusing our attention at the seat of the soul. And as we do, these things start to happen. We start to feel these things in our head. We see the inner light come forward. We feel peace or loving moving through us. We didn't go anywhere. All we did was focus our attention somewhere to become more aware of what is already here. That's it. It's simple. There's no mystery or trick in this process and why you hear Jim and I all the time saying how simple this really is. And every time we move out of how simple it is is when we get caught up or confused in the complexity or the multiple expressions is what it is. That's all it is. That's why you hear these things about coming centered, getting focused, coming to the place of peace. That's all just bringing our awareness back to the truth of who we are, no matter what you call it. You just need to know where that is and how to do it. As simple as that. And that's it. From that point on, you just keep moving with it, keep doing more of it. And in the journey, as I said, all these other things or karmas, have their own life expression. And just understand that. And just love that. Love your creation just as God loves you. Love your creation because those are your children just as we the soul are the children of God. So love all of your children. Truly love it all. That's how you're going to find your freedom. Because guess how everything responds to loving? It either merges into it or it just dissolves and you're free either way. It either comes home to its creator, that which you've created, or if it's not a creation of yours and it's somebody or something else's, it will dissolve your connection to it because you're choosing to now redirect that loving that you had placed into that, we call those attachments. We simply now are redirecting that loving back into ourselves, called detaching. And as we redirect that loving back to ourselves, We're really redirecting it back up into our soul self and into God. That's all we're doing here. When we meditate, what do we say? In and up. Just bring your focus from the down and out. Bring it in and up. That's all we're doing. And the more we do that, the more those attachments just dissolve. The strings, we don't have to cut any strings. They just kind of dissolve through loving. And then that which is real, that is to come back into its creator, you will have the experiences of things merging into you, just like you, the soul, merges back into God. Those expressions of yours that you've created will come back to their creator and merge into it. That's truly loving. When you love something enough, you bring it back home, just like we, the soul, are returning home to God. And guess what? God is the one bringing us home. Just like I'm talking about bringing our own creations home. Well, guess what initiation is? Guess what this meditation is? We're just giving God the chance to bring God's creation home. This really is God bringing us the soul, God's creation home. We're not really doing this out of our own ego, out of our own willfulness. It's really how God brings the soul home. This action that we teach here is simply that: it is the soul coming home to God. There's nothing magical Jim and I are doing, or any teacher, or any one of us that are doing this action of meditation. It is God bringing us home, and that is why we are drawn to this, why we do the meditation, why we get initiated, why we want to know and to learn all this stuff. Because that's how God brings God's creation home. It's just the process. It's as simple as that. There's nothing magical or mystical here. But once you understand that, you can begin to let go of all the superstitions and all the hocus-pocus and magic that you may think or have been playing on yourself. And when you do, all of a sudden it starts to happen even more quickly. You become more aware because you're letting go of the complexities and allowing it to be simple now. Returning back to simply loving. Simply loving. That's it. And that loving will in itself bring you home. That's the funny thing. When we choose that in our attitude, we just shift our focus. Shift happens. So when we shift our focus into the loving, we return into it. And then when we take a shift into the world, the shift hits the fan, and then it blows all over the place. <laughs> Holy shift. <laughs> That's a bunch of bowl shift, isn't it? <laughs> I'm taking a potty humor break. Here we go. See how, e- see how easy it is to shift gears and shift our focus? And you get what goes with that shift. That's the funny thing. That's the horrible thing. And that's the wonderful thing. It really is this easy. And that's all we have to do. You know, most of the time when we really feel under the pressure... When we feel the guilt or the shame, we feel the fear upon us that we're so scared and thinking it's doing something to us because the weight or the stress of it we feel, that's where we hold back. And that's the very thing we're looking to shift out of, for real. We're looking to find our way out of that through it, to dissolve it, get rid of it, avoid it. We will do everything we can to get away from that. But that's not the way to do it. Don't do that. Don't participate the way the negative does because then you get the shift that goes with it. Here's the funny thing in the simple and the easy. All of your fears, all of your guilt, all of your shame, all of it, no matter what it is, Just go inside and love God. Right there is a shift of your attitude or focus from the very thing you're having a challenge with. All you're doing is now focusing back on what you really want, which is God. And the freedom that comes with that, that's what gets you out of the stuff. That's what does it. You've got to be willing to look it in the eye with loving. Just this morning as a nice reminder experience to share today, I had an inner experience in my meditation where I found myself looking face to face with Lucifer. And I know the process. I know to look him right in the eyes and just love. Just love him. And I did that, and guess what? He didn't want to look at me in the eyes because he knows I know. He wouldn't look. I got the silent treatment too. I was talking and looking with loving. And I could feel the fear, and I know how that works, because it's the fear that gets us. And all I did was look with loving. And that's all I did, and guess what? I started to float up. I didn't make myself float up. I just started to float up or rise above that creator of fear, that source of fear. But we may call the devil or Lucifer the source of fear, the creator of fear, the lord of darkness, and all the other names we give him. But we also buy into that to have experience. So we'll create, we'll use what he created and now feed it our energy to create our own fears out of his creation, the microscopic out of the macroscopic, in other words. He gives us an opportunity but then we got to be able to now love our fears in order to release them so that we can now rise above it. I mean, how many times have we heard about rising above our fear, rising above our problems, rise above it, just rise above it. I'm so sick and tired of hearing it rise. Well, rise above it. <laughs> Don't rise above it. Enjoy the fear. Go to hell. Don't go to hell. We're going to do it all. Stop fighting it. That's part of the process. Resist not evil. Every time you resist it, you're feeding it. That's why I said the whole thing of confronting our fear. That's what I'm describing like I did this morning. You look in the eyes. You confront face to face. You look. You don't avoid or run. You don't try to get around it. You don't try to get through it. You don't try to get under it. Just look at it with loving. Just look with loving. That is all we need to do. And just the willingness to look with loving will set us free. And that's how we take our responsibility. You hear us talk all the time in here, taking responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. This is how we do it. Take responsibility. Look at all your fears. Look at your judgments, your expectations, your frustrations, your whatevers. Look at them with loving. I'm just describing another way to do the LAF. Love except forgive. Just look at it. Sometimes this is called a state of observation. So observe, look, love, that very thing that you're resisting, wanting to avoid, wanting to get away from. Turn and face it. And when you do that, when you choose to do that and do it, that for the loving will set you free. That's where the loving liberates the soul. You are that loving. You just got to give yourself the opportunity. That's what we're doing in meditation is giving ourselves the opportunity to do the loving, not to escape from the negative. Don't escape from the negative. Don't avoid. Don't forgive. Don't do all those things. Don't we often use forgiveness to try to get rid of or get away from something? Don't do that anymore. Do look at it. Do love it. That's really the greatest action of forgiveness. Do that and automatically your soul will just rise up as I just described my experience this morning. Automatically. Because you set yourself free by being willing to look and loving. And that's how God brings us home. God is that loving that we are, and we are that loving that God is. And in that loving, it liberates all. Simple as that. It's just a process. And it's a wonderful one. It's amazing. Not many people would think, oh my God, I had an experience with the devil. It was wonderful. Well, I just had a wonderful experience. That's right. It's a whole different ball game when you live in the loving because then that ex- Experience the creator of this world has no power over us, but he never had power over us to begin with. We just fed this illusion by focusing into it and brought ourselves here. We're the ones with the power, we simply placed it into the fear so we could come here to have experience. And all we're doing in this action of meditation and returning home is now bringing the focus back to spirit rather than into the fear, into the darkness. We're now just returning at home. We are returning ourselves home. That's why you've often heard Jim say, we are our own Savior. Don't look to Jesus. Don't look to us. Don't look to Buddha. Don't look to anybody to be your Savior. You are your own Savior. The teachers are here to simply give you the tools, the keys, to give you some instructions of how to do that to save yourself. That's it. That's the simplicity. This is the simplicity. What Jim and I share here is the simplicity. That's why we don't take a lot of time talking about all these other things. Why we don't even talk that much about service. Go out and be of service in the world. You don't hear us talk that much about it. We do a little bit. But we know if you focus too much on that, you're going to just be all about the world once again, or here you're trying to get liberated from it. The greatest service you can do is to love God. That's it. That is the greatest service. and You don't need to go do anything in the world to do that. You can't. You can only do that inside, in your meditation, by focusing your attention and loving with God, and focusing your attention and loving in all things. So that's why I was just saying, all your fears, all the judgments, all the whatevers, look at them in loving, because those are the things that you need to love, because God is in all things. You've got to love God in all things, including the illusion. And when you do that, you will now wake up and know God fully. That's why this is not a pathway of avoidance or escaping or running away from. I get a laugh whenever I hear somebody go, isn't meditating two and a half hours a day trying to escape or avoid the world? Hell no! <laughs> you're fulfilling the world because when you meditate, you're loving it all, and that's the fulfillment of it all. That's how we fulfill God within ourselves. Look at everything as God. God. Don't look at black and white, dark and light. Just stop doing that. There's another one on the don't list. Don't let anything stand between you and God and don't look away. (laughs) So those are some don'ts that would probably be really good to do.